Welcome to Stanhope Rocks, Life After 60. This podcast brings you stories, interviews, and discussions to help you navigate what might be the happiest and most transformative time of your life. Here we debunk some of the myths about relationships, aging, money, and health, and we dive deep into the mysteries of life. This is such a unique time of rewards, challenges, and opportunities. Please join me to rock life after 60. Ready? Good morning, and welcome to podcast number 14. And today, we are going to have a even a little different twist, and we're going to be talking about multi-generational living. I'm getting cued on this by my guests and partners here. I have our one MP who's been here for the last couple of weeks. Hello. And we have my stepdaughter and her daughter, Isabel. Howdy. So we got the three musketeers here doing our, our, our boogie today on what it's like as we've been living together and our official name during this time is the Quarantine 729. And we came up with that when we came together and it became obvious that we were going to be quarantined for a while. And just to give you a little bit of history, um, how Isabel got here was Isabel had run a campaign and it wasn't successful, very close. And at that time, she was in a change of her life and needed a place to stay, kind of a bridge for a few weeks. Her and her mother went to France, they came back, and before we knew it, we were quarantined. And so we made a decision to bring her into our household and give her the room and say, let's, let's go through this thing together. And so we've had an absolutely incredible journey so far and wanted to talk a little bit about that today because what got us started uh, was this um, the term boomer and millennials and started going back and forth. And we have a love-hate relationship with labels in this household. And so we all do it. So we're gonna start talking a little bit about that. So I'm just going to turn this over like I did last week to MP and to Isabel and just start a little conversation as we've always done. We will not, we have not, we don't have a script. We're just going to talk for a little bit about what it's been like, the good, the bad, the interesting, whatever, and hopefully that we will be able to share some of the, our life with you today. MP? Yeah, so I, I think this is a very interesting time for us, right? What was going to be a temporary arrangement? Uh, well, Isabel was in between um, houses. Um, end up being um, a multi, you know, several weeks now, several months. months yeah of living together and we're three adults uh, and we are from different generations and I think that we had not given any thought uh, about that before this event so here we are now and right before this happened there had been some stuff on social media particularly about the okay boomer uh, you know, things and, and labels going around back and forth between the baby boomer generation, the millennial generation. Um, COVID is uh, affecting people who are baby boomers and older uh, more than it's affecting younger people. So there are things that we are having to adapt to, uh, I think, just beyond just living together. It's also not only living together, but living together in this situation. 
Um, Isabel, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. And I think we've touched on that. Is it, you know, in my mind, I was going to come stay for a month or a couple of weeks and, and even swallowing my pride at the beginning to ask uh, for that favor. Uh, and it's a big privilege to be able to, to be here and, and to be taken care of and not to be out on the street in the first place. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but I remember I had some tentativeness when I resolved to to just ask out for that favor and say, OK, you know, I you know, lost the campaign. Great. That was a life. And then I ended up breaking up with my partner at the time and I, the people I was renting a home from, um, they sold it. And so it was all happening very quickly. And I thought, OK, no problem. You know, I'll stay there for a month. I'll stay out of the way. I'll make sure to get out of the house as much as possible to give you all some space, you know, and I'll I won't pay. You know, I won't kind of put a financial burden and I'll be out in no time. And then Corona hit. So yeah, there's this kind of question hanging over of what would have happened if we didn't have COVID and we didn't get quarantined together, would I be out yet? But I've been having a great time. You know, I think that we haven't had any okay boomer or kind of negative moments that on the flip side, we've really turned it into something funny that uh, on social media a couple of weeks early, I would put out like, oh, you think taking care of kids is bad? Here are my boomers. And we did some funny posts on, you know, keeping each other entertained and being goofy together. And so I've appreciated that we've really flipped the script, that it doesn't have to be an adversarial generational thing, that it can just be having fun with each other and living together as adults. Um, and yeah, and, and there is you know conflict, I think like in any relationship to work it out, but I wouldn't say that it's been anything out of the norm of just kind of roommates living together. You know, what, what it's been for me uh, overall has been a great joy. Um, I, it's different. We had Isabel live with us years back as well as my daughter Kelsey live with us. And at that time we were in normal circumstances. So there was always this, how long are you staying? What are you doing? <laughs> and yet there was a welcoming and, and, and you know, MP and I've always said, to all our kids that, you know, that's one of the reasons why with this house is if you ever need it, it's there. And it's been used as a bridge. And this became different when that switch hit and COVID happened because all of a sudden the age and the youth difference started creating some interesting scenarios. Number one is Isabel has great energy and was volunteering and would go to the stores and do some of the things that may have put MP and I at maybe a little bit more at risk. And we had a process. They're both MP and uh, Isabel are both great researchers and they would research out how do we bring groceries in? What are we doing uh, with MP's parents in France, as we talked about last time? Uh, there was a lot of changing going on relatively quickly and we were pivoting left and right. And what we were doing was we were creating this new normal for ourselves in this house. And um, Although there's been a few bumps uh, because all of a sudden one day I woke up and I go, you know, I was okay with being called a baby boomer, but I don't know how good I am to be called a boomer, especially with a little basin voice, you know? And then the same respect, I had to look back and go, okay, how many times have I said, oh, millennials, you know? And yet I think what I've come to find out through this is more of an appreciation for each, for each generation what we have to offer. And uh, quite frankly, it would not be the same without Isabel here, the energy, what she's brought, the expertise, the hardworking, she's helped, <laughs> she's working over our shop like I've been, had been 10 years and uh, it's been great. So, uh, I, I mean, overall, I've had a beautiful experience and it's a, it's a mindset. 
you know, and it's a mindset to uh, that uh, I deal with every day. And so far, it's been really good. And and what I've learned a lot about is respecting that generation, and because her needs are going to be different from mine. MP, did you? Yeah, I think for me, you know, looking back at what you are referring to, the the period of adaptation that we went through. One of the things that originally uh, I think we had to find our place, each of us, is the knowledge that we each brought to the table. I think that uh, the, the fact that Isabel, you're my daughter, I mean, there's always the suspicion of a parent-child relationship. And, you know, are you, are you still considering me a child? You know, how much of your parent do I have to be when, when you're an adult? I think what we came to, like, you know, there were some silly things like cooking. Well, I have years of experience in cooking and I finally had to assert like a little bit myself saying, hey, I know how to do this. And then I think Isabel, you brought things to the table, which are, uh, you know, certain knowledge uh, that you brought in uh, as an adult, uh, not just about repairing things, but, you know, technology uh, policies uh, you know, particularly since you're well versed in the policies in Houston, so and I connections think that, to the city too. Yeah, and, and getting we, our information. Uh, we each had to kind of define our role to, from an adult place, and kind of state that. Yeah, and, and you know, so one of our big uh, running schisms in the house, which is funny to to mention now, is jam making. So my grandparents made jam. You know, my mom's parents make jam. It's a big thing for me. Um, and so we made, my mom and I made orange marmalade when I first got here a couple months ago. And yeah, and we had our first kind of fight back then. I think it was a fight of my mom wanting to, me to fill up the jars to a certain level because that's how, so that you don't have an air gap in there and then you store it in the fridge. And me having research, maybe you boil the, the cans or the jars so that you kind of seal them, what kind of jars. And it's true. And it's, we bump against these things where we both have these very defined ideas. And I think it's taken this, and interestingly enough, I'm actually grateful to be living with you all right now from two perspectives. One, I will look back on this time as being able to be with you all. And I think very little in modern society, or perhaps in our cultures at least, do we ever really live with our parents when we're adults, unless it's more of a caregiving situation later in life. And so there's a certain gratefulness that we can craft these memories together and have this time together um, that I will look fondly upon. And I do recognize that it is also giving me a chance to establish my own voice as an adult. So instead of just coming for Sunday dinner and you keep everything really peaceful because it's an hour, two hours and you go on, I think this is actually giving us time or me time to say, okay, what do I want as an adult? What do I bring to the table and to this family? And where do I need to maybe back down or be able to hear from y'all that it's, you know, like you said, the mom, the, the suspicion of a child parent relationship, there is a child parent relationship, but I'm an adult now. Right. And where's my voice and how is that voice both respectful and setting my own boundaries and just kind of crafting that independence as we go along. I, I agree with that. I think too, that the, the fact that all three of us are in the house together all day long means that, uh, you're right, we've had this tradition of having Sunday dinner together where things are peaceful. Um, and now we're very vulnerable. You know, we've seen each other come apart a few times and having our moments of being angry and sad or, or goofy, uh, all three of us taking turns. Absolutely. I think that um, from sitting back 
and watching MP and Isabel, it has been very enlightening for me to see the adult mother relationship because as part of with this whole podcast being a life after 60, one of the wonderful things that happened to us after we turned 60 is we are incredibly wise. <laughs> And we it, it, and I laugh because it, there's truth to it. Yet there's also uh, there's a, uh, a a macro view. As we get older, we've lived through a lot of things. Well, Isabel is a brilliant adult. Okay, so just because I'm 60 and she's 30 doesn't mean that anything I have to say or MP has to say is any better or wiser. Yet we think we know things because we're the parent and we've always parented them, and the parents always know better. The truth is, is that Isabel's bringing in lots of good information that is uh, 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 flies in the face, challenges us in a good way, and it and it the byproduct is is I see her more as an adult than I did when this whole thing started, and and it helps me with my children as I see them and interact with them because I want to we work hard to create adults in our children so they can take care of themselves and and they can move on in the world and. It's been it's been a fabulous experience, and yeah, we do run into each other. Fortunately, we have some space, so we can go to our corners. Yet there's times when we need to be quiet in the house for MP. She's needing more quiet time, and we find ways to quiet things down. Uh, and we have learned to get out and side and do different things. It's been it's been absolutely wonderful. And I I I I, I don't know. If I had to go through this with MP, it would it's not that we couldn't do it. It would have been just totally different. It would have been different. I, I think for me, as uh, it's interesting because I have also relationships with both of you. You're my husband and Isabel's my daughter. So suddenly I'm managing, I mean, we each are managing two relationships where we maybe manage one or, or in your case, none because you, you, you know, because I'm all yes, alone. we are. No, 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 we, no, we have no, a lot of codependency in this house. Come, <laughs> you didn't come visit us like you know, but yeah. once a week before. Yeah. So, I think all of that is is changing. I think for me as an adult, I've lived my entire adult life in the United States, where I've crafted my life the way I, I've wanted. So suddenly, having both a husband and a daughter who have sometimes opinions about how I do things or what I should be doing. Um, uh, triggers me. I'm a very independent person. Yeah. And so for me, uh, taking the pause to say, okay, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm considering what you're saying and then making the determination about what do I want to do about this. Um, I found myself resisting at times uh, an, an additional adult opinion. And sometimes I find myself challenged and intrigued that maybe there's uh, something else uh, that I can be exposed to. And sometimes I'm like downright grateful. Like, you know, Isabel came and just like, we were, oh yeah, we were trying to take like um, scan, you know, a document and you're like, hey, you can do it from your phone. I'm like, oh, darn, I've not done that before. So, um, I mean, it's a small thing, but um, I think in a sense, we are changed by the small things, you know, the, the little details, whether it's a, a cooking technique, whether it's a, a thought that we have, all that sharing that's happening between the three of us, and it's very intense, it's like being in a lab right now, um, is changing us. Yeah. yeah. 
And and I'll say there's more than just us generations, right? It's more than just kind of millennial kid, boomer parents. It's also the grandparents that we're checking in with daily on the phone and uh, weekly via Zoom, right? And teaching them Zoom, teaching them new ways of connecting and having fun with them. And even when my mom and I went on that trip together, right? Just being able to connect with my grandparents. Um, and then, you know, staying with, with Henry and Stella, right? And your grandkids, that adds another dimension. When they were able to visit early on, when it was, you know, I guess safer or whatever we want to call it. Um, I remember just like the whole day was spent on them and a lot of energy and I, and I love them and, and that's not a criticism, but like, wow, you know, if they were around 24 seven, how would that change our dynamic? Because then you do put so much attention on the, the grandkids. Um, and we did it as like a whole household and they left after a couple hours and we all were like retreated to our corners to recharge. <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> that's, what are they going to bring in the that's future? A, that's that's yeah. a great point because my whole existence with my grandkids has been because they've been in Dallas is that I go and spend four or five days with them and they, they got a hundred percent of me yeah. and I wake up and i and I get, I just bathe in it. And, and when I come home, then I'm done. And I'm good for a while, and then I go back and do it. Well, it's the same thing when when you came, is you would you know they would come for dinner, and we would stop everything, and we would talk about what was going on with them. Well, you know, now they I'm going, hey Isabel, y'all want to talk? Well, I'll be with you in a minute, Stan, and because uh, I'm the talker, and so all of a sudden I realized that can't substantiate itself over a long period of time. So there's times that we can talk. And then there's times that we we need our, our space. Yeah. And I've learned to walk by, if his, if you're on the couch working on your computer, and instead of me saying, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Just normally out of just what I would normally do, I realize that you're in the middle of something and you need that space. Yeah. And, uh, and there's respect with that. I think we all had to ease off each other yeah. a little bit. And I realize that there are days then we don't actually talk a whole lot. Except maybe at meal times. Uh, but, that's me. But we do come together at meal times. Yes, we've we been do. very, you know, other than breakfast, because I'm just notoriously not a morning person, so <laughs> I don't get out of bed till ten. I'm doing so. There's kind of two breakfast shifts, but it's it's funny that at lunch and dinner we actually. I think I like yeah. being around y'all. I like yeah. checking in with y'all at those times and and having that uh, kind of routine or ritual. You know, one thing that I've enjoyed because you are the number one of a different generation and you also uh, uh, have a vast network of people and I'm more reserved in my relationships is you do bring some of the outside world uh, whether you know we kind of photobomb your zoom meetings once in a while uh, by mistake or um, you know, you tell us of something that somebody said or whatever it is. I think that that has somehow, at least for me, widened my uh, circle because I, um, I, I leave a little bit vicariously through you and stand for our relationships. Otherwise, I'm, I'm the, definitely the most introverted of the three. Until, until you get bored. And then I'll be reading and watching, and all of a sudden my door will open, and, and people come say, so what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, nothing. Well, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, I get bored. <laughs> so we're like, okay. And then she goes, well, you're obviously busy. And then I hear her go do, 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 down the hall. I hear Isabel's door open. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and so, but, you know, it's been, it's fun. I mean, we, we because we all get that point. We all come around, and 
knocked on each other's door at some point and said, hey, you know, uh, what are you doing? You know, are, are you open for company? Well, yes, maybe, sort of, no, and it's okay. But along the point of the Zoom bombing, you know, where y'all come and, and I happen to be, I know, I, I feel sometimes that y'all are tentative about that, like you're somehow intruding on my space, but I actually think it's, it's funny and I don't mind y'all. And I actually talk about y'all actively and update my friends. And it's interesting, I didn't realize till now how few of my friends talk about their parents. Hmm. And part of that is they're not living with them, right? Yeah. But part of that is that my friends are still at the age of just getting married, just having kids. You know, a couple of them are starting to lose grandparents, but none of them have really started a caregiving role with their parents necessarily as intimately. Um, and, you know, I get a lot of jokes and they're, they're sure there's that stigma. And I think maybe a big stereotype out there of uh, unemployed millennial, you know, living with parents. What does that mean? Um, what does that mean for them? Um, and so I've had to really like kind of flip the script on that. And first I was making fun of it as me being an unemployed, you know, millennial. Um, but again, I'm grateful um, because of the life you all have led, right? And the work you've done and you've been able to save up money and then, you know, the ability to purchase house where I can stay is a huge gift. And then that we can enjoy each other's company because I think I could have come definitely in with, and I think I did, you know, for that first month of, you know, I'm not even going to unpack my boxes. I'm just here at night to sleep. I'm staying out of the way. I don't want to bother y'all. Here's a bunch of money. I don't want to be a burden. And now flipping it and saying like, you know, let's just enjoy this time. Yeah. You know, you know, the negative would be, I think for me, if I didn't have ambition or I truly was trying to take advantage of the situation and I don't want y'all to think. And so I think we had a piece around that where I never want y'all to feel that I'm taking advantage of the situation. So, Isabel, I never feel that you have taken any advantage of our situation, and we've always worked an equitable situation out. And I, I've always appreciated that part about you, that um, that you've always carried your load. And one of the first things that you did was wanted to help with uh, our shop and, and getting, you know, finding our little space out in back that maybe you could have for you and a little bit more privacy. So. I think we found our way around all of that, and I think from that standpoint, I I I, I don't I've never felt put upon, or um, you know you've always offered and always offered to cook. In fact, I think it's it's been us all offering and trying to do everything ourselves that has been where we've had our learning experiences uh, from. You, know. you mean like in terms of figuring well, out? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, we want to cook dinner, and we're going to cook X, whatever we're going to cook tonight. Well, I've got a recipe. Well, you've got an idea. Isabel's got an idea. Which one are we going to go with? And uh, we got we got a lot of very uh, educated, talented people in this house right now, all three right. of us, with lots of great ideas. And how do we, how do we move forward with that? And I think that that's, uh, um, you know, we've done really good with that. I enjoy our team meetings that we have. <laughs> we have like these impromptu team meetings about not only what we're going to eat, but also things we've discussed is like, uh, you know, our interactions with other people. Are they safe, not safe? What do we think? And we've been good at um, each of one being heard about that and yeah. the things that we need uh, as part of co-living together, especially since now there is this risk out there that we need to deal with and that's kind of you know I, i'm interested because we do call them team meetings instead of family meetings 
And I wonder if that reduces some of the tension of natural hierarchies and families and natural dy dynamics that come up. And when we call it a team, to me, that denotes more of just that, right? A team where sacrifices have to be made, decisions have to be made together, and it takes away some of that perhaps um, parental parental, the emotional connection, right? The kind of, not respect in a bad way, but the tiptoeing part to say, okay, this is just a very kind of strategic, everyone gets their chance to talk. Yes. And we have to make decisions. I, I think paradoxically, um, I think for the things that we discussed more from an intellectual part, we call these things team meetings. And, and we have that. I think at the times, though, when uh, when we're down, when one of us sits down, they've seen like great kindness and tenderness from all three of us toward each other, where there is uh, an intimacy that's bound by family ties that's greater than what we would find if we were just roommates. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think none of us when we got into this knew what this was going to look like we didn't know whether this was going to last two weeks two months two years we we don't know and we still don't we're getting a better grip every day and getting more information and there will be a time where um isabel will move on to her next part of her career because that's something that i've had to learn because i'm at a point in my life where my working nine to five my career is not I haven't done that in a while, so I can have a lot of um, um, responsibility or uh, am in charge of my schedule most of the time. So the, in some ways that wasn't that different, but what was different was all of a sudden having somebody that had a strong desire and a, and a lot of years ahead of them with their career in Isabel. Uh, and, and she's having to deal with that part. MPs also dealing with her part of leaving a certain part of her career and what she wants to do with this next part. So this hit us at a time when all three of us were here all the time. We weren't having to go to a job or having to make a decision. We were, we had the ability to be here. So let's just take a second and cause we're, we could probably go on and on, but with time and everything, let's maybe do a little round robin. You can start MP with maybe what are some of the just a few things that you've gotten out of this that, that you can share uh, personally and that we can each share a little bit and then uh, uh, bring it to a close. I, I think for me, with the three of us living together, I've learned a great deal about myself, uh, both uh, living under a stressful situation and also uh, getting in a close emotional relationship with two people uh, day after day. Uh, I think I've seen like the, the dark side of me where I get really bossy or I get really sad or depressed. And I've also, you know, learned that there's a side of me that can be really fun. Uh, and and that's, um, that has surprised me, but I've let it come out, you know, and it's been, it's been very nice. And I think that uh, being just two of us or being me alone wouldn't have brought the same, uh, the same reaction, the same growth out of me. Yeah, I think a bunch of stuff has come up for me on round. Um, being able to see, uh, being uh, allowing myself to let others help me, you know, in financial, emotional ways like this. Um, redefining my relationship with both of you as an adult, but also staying getting closer to you. You know, we've never really had 
this extended time together. And that's been a real gift. And um, just learning how to define myself as an adult and, and kind of bigger than this, what I want out of my life right now. And so this has been a real treat to just slow down. Um, and it, again, you know, I can't reiterate, it's a privilege that we get to slow down and we have resources. And I can't imagine what it would be like for different generations living together in a pressure cooker where you have people who have to go out every day, right? Um, and into, into the world and venture and, and for their own, you know, safety and precautions and, and even, you know, what it means living across continents from other family members. I get to be here with y'all every day and know y'all are safe. And that's actually something I can report back to the rest of the kids. So, you know, instead of feeling trapped, it's very much um, feeling together. Wow, thank you. Um, so for me, a lot of what both MP and Isabel said resonates with me. I too have uh, really enjoyed getting to know you and uh, being um, looking at Isabel when I say this. Um, you know, MP and I have spent a lot of time here together because our kids are older. And so we've grown and learned and gone through our growth processes of how do we give each other time and space. And I have not had that with Isabel. And I think that what I've learned is it's one more reminder that I take here with my kids is that our, our children are adults. And um, as much as I want to, you know, uh, like knee jerk and, and go to a, they're younger and what are you doing and report is that she's an adult. And so all of a sudden it's just been a really wonderful experience to be able to take that pressure off me that I don't have to take care of her. I mean, we're adults, you know, we're all adults together and we're, and we, and we also giving each one of us credit because we've all done it, some kind of work around relationships that when we have run into it, you know, one of you, the great compliments you gave me is when we had dinner the other night and she goes, wow, that was pretty good mediation, Stan. And, uh, and you know, that it was like, oh, okay, good. You know, that tool worked and we were able to, you know, do it. So I'm feeling really blessed right now. And I think that we're at a point where we can, uh, um, um, wrap this up and I just enjoyed the minutes we get together to share with you guys uh, about our lives here what we're going through and me being who I am is hope is big for me having opportunities present everywhere we have a lot of opportunities we're taking advantage of them please reach out to us and let us know we'd love to hear from you Anything that you're going through sharing with us because it's been our sharing that has been our salvation. Any final thoughts, MP? No, I enjoy the podcast. So um, please like yeah. our podcast and uh, keep listening to us. Yeah. Same. We will be back. All right. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today and I hope it got you thinking. Please visit my website, stanhoperocks.com and sign up for my newsletter. I would love to hear about your transformation and experiences with life after 60. So please leave me a comment and keep moving forward. Peace. See you next time.